Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new week of the All Sports Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. As always, you can call me JR, Junior, whatever fits you, but welcome again to another wonderful week. So before we get started, let's get through a couple of promos here. So first up, we got Eposky. They are a custom cup company. Uh, you can find them on Instagram, and they ship nationwide. So if you guys have any cool ideas for cups uh, for the holidays, maybe you want to give somebody for the holidays, maybe a cup for yourself so you can claim your own because it seems like family always gets in the way of that sometimes. Eposky is your way to go. Message them for rates, prices. They'll help you every step of the way. That is Eposky, E-P-A-W-S-K-Y. Next up, we got Custom Lily Creations. She is an amazing t-shirt designer. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. She also ships nationwide. So if you guys have a cool t-shirt idea for your next family reunion, uh, parties, um, special occasions like graduation, or maybe you just want a cool custom sports t-shirt, she, uh, she's the one to go to. Uh, message, message her on Instagram and Facebook for rates prices uh, she'll help you every step of the way as far as the design everything so that is custom lily creations next up if you're in the Roland heights area of california uh happy hippie massage you can find her on instagram she is giving away holiday certificates right now so if you want to give somebody a great gift for the holidays why not a massage she is a massage therapist and health educator you can find her on Instagram, message her for rates, prices, and that cool promo deal that she's throwing out right now. You know, you want to give somebody a good gift for the holidays, why not a free massage? So that is Happy Hippie Massage. Look her up. She's very talented. And lastly, we got Prime Equity Mortgage. They operate wholesale. They work with 50 leading banks to get the client the most comfortable loan for their situation. They deal with FHA, VA, conventional and hard money loans. They also help people refinance their homes. You can find them on Facebook under the Andrew Casado Home Mortgage Group. And if you guys have any more questions, you can email my good friend Jay Avalos at PEMTG.com. That is J-A-V-A-L-O-S at PEMTG.com. So again, a uh, new week. A lot to get into tonight, especially with two uh, Monday Night Football games tonight. Due to rescheduling, thanks a lot, COVID. But we're going to push through this like anybody else. So here we go. As always, I like to start off the week with my best of the week, my worst of the week. And I always like to get the worst out of the way first because nobody likes to hear bad news. Nobody likes to deal with the bad, but somebody's got to be it. Uh, my worst of the week, the New York Jets. How in the world... Do you call that play at the end? How in the world do you call that play in the end? Um, first of all, Greg Williams is a very, it's going to be, you know, ironic, but he is a very respectable defensive coordinator to some and to others. He's a jerk. He, you know, he's a jerk. But any defensive coordinator should know. Any fan will tell you the same thing. The Raiders are down to their final throw. They have 10 seconds, give or take. You know, 15 seconds, give or take. They need a touchdown to win. What do you do? You protect the sticks. 
You protect the sidelines and you protect the end zone because they need a touchdown. They need a touchdown. So their only chance is, you know, go for it all the way. In what universe do you call a zero blitz? Where you rush seven, you have one as a spy, and you have your two corners and a deep safety. Now, in theory, it kind of works, because Greg Williams did this a couple years ago. He called the same play, and it worked. However, <laughs> it's a new new era, new I, even a couple years now, the offensive linemen are getting better. Look, how in the world do you rush all that? And then, not only that, you put, I don't want to say your slowest corner, but your least unathletic corner, an undrafted free agent of Lamar Jackson from Nebraska, going up against uh, Henry Ruggs, who was the fastest in the combine. What did you think was going to happen? Like, in what world did Greg Williams think, in his mind, he's thinking, if I'm going to live by the Blitz, I'm going to die by the Blitz. Okay, that's cool. But you might have cost your team their first win of the year. The Jets were supposed to beat the Raiders. It, it looked clear as day. The Jets were the better team yesterday. I might not say that on the scoreboard, but the Jets were the better team. It's just Greg Williams decided to call that as the final play of his defensive career, possibly. I'll say this much. For Jets fans, I know it's frustrating. 0-12... Are you guys going to win a game? When's it going to happen? The thing is, I wouldn't necessarily say that they tanked. I know there's a lot of theories out there like, oh, well, they tanked it because they want to get Trevor Lawrence. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but what's he going to do? You know, I mean, he's going to get the same talent Sam Darnold has, and it has shown nothing. So if a guy, if a quarterback like Sam Darnold, who was picked really high, to be the savior of the franchise is now on his way out. You're going to bring in a rookie quarterback to try to save that? Now I get it. Tua Tungavola, great story. Justin Herbert, hey, great story. You know, Joe Burrow, great story. But see, these were guys who were kind of exceeding to be that. Maybe it was a little bit too early. Joe Burrow was going to start, and he looked like offensive rookie of the year up until the injury. Justin Herbert came in. Now he's the leading guy next to Justin Jefferson and the whole nine. Uh, Tua, hey, he hasn't looked the sharpest, but he's not the worst. And he's actually leading the Dolphins to a playoff spot. Now I know it was kind of a gamble when Brian Flores decided, okay, it's his time now. Ryan Fitzpatrick got benched. They put in Tua. It's working out for him. It's all working out for him. I don't see that with this quarterback class. I don't. I don't see Trevor Lawrence as a franchise guy. I don't. I don't see Justin Fields as a franchise guy. I don't see any quarterback in this draft class as of right now where I can be, hey, you know what? We need a quarterback. That's the guy we're going to take, and he's going to turn. I don't see that. Now, I see quarterbacks where maybe they can go into a different situation, sit back a little bit like Jordan Love, sit back, relax, hold the clipboard, Pay attention, look how the starters do it, and then get your shot to play. I don't see a quarterback in this draft class where it's like, all right, well, he's going to play right away because he's going to turn. I don't. I don't. If I'm the Jets, 
and this is going to be weird, and this is going to sound strange. If Trevor Lawrence goes out and says, I do not want to play for the Jets. Well, if I'm the Jets, I don't know why teams don't think of this. Trade. Trade the number one pick. You need a lot more help than just a quarterback. Believe me, you guys do. The Jets need a lot more help than just one quarterback. If I'm the Jets and I end up with the number one pick, and Trevor Lawrence says, I do not want to play for the Jets, trade the pick. Give it to a team who's desperate enough to take you up on your offer, get as many picks as you want, and then try to build a franchise. Before, I always have this theory. Build a team before you draft your franchise quarterback. Make sure he's got a good offensive line. Make sure he's got a decent defense. Look at Miami. They got a decent offensive line. They got an amazing defense. You think he's worried? No. Herbert, same thing. His offensive line can use work, but he's shown that he's got good weapons around him, and the defense is not that bad. Now, obviously, they lost 45-0 to the Patriots, but up until then, they're hanging around. Joe Burrow's a different story. Where Cincinnati is at now, those two wins, Joe Burrow is the reason they have those two wins, or else they'd be 0-16 as well. They'd be going for the number one pick, too. Joe Burrow has shown that he is all the talent in Cincinnati. It ain't T. Higgins. It's not A.J. Green. It's not Geno Atkins. It's not Joe Mixon, Bernard. It's none of these guys. Joe Burrow's the franchise dude. And they're going to build around him. Because Cincinnati finally got it right at quarterback. With this draft class, I don't see it. So for the Jets... That was the worst. That was the worst of the week. The best of the week. It actually had to be today. Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, Washington is building a great football team. Here's why. Defensively, very first snap, what do you see? First round pick last year, Montez Sweat making a play. Chase Young's flying everywhere. That defense is going. And now offensively, offensively, look what they got. The comeback player of the year and Alex Smith. Up until the toe injury, Joe Gibson looks like he was about to have a good game. Two rushes for 14 yards. That was seven yards of carry. Up until the toe injury, Joe uh, Antonio Gibson, he's he's the future running back of that team, barring that toe injury. Terry McCollin, the number one dude, wide receiver in Washington. So they got that out of the way. And now they got a sneaky good tight end in Logan Thomas. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Rivera is building the Washington football team. Joe Judge is building the team in New York. Dallas has all sorts of problems and Philadelphia has an identity crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington football team might have a shot at the playoffs. And they might be good too. (laughs) They might win one too. Depending on who they play. I believe in Washington. I believe in Ron Rivera. I believe in Jack Del Rio. I believe in Turner, the offensive coordinator, the son of North Turner. They're building a team. They're getting the right players, and that's what you want. They are building a good football team. Not a great one yet, but they got a solid football team. They got the future back Antonio Gibson, who, by the way, is a rookie. Didn't play running back until his senior year. He was a mix of wide receiver. You know, they tried him at QB for a bit, but then they said, all right, take a running back. He took off, and he got half a year in. He blew everybody away at the combine. 
and now he's here blowing away everybody in the NFL. Did anybody watch him in that Thanksgiving game? That was not a mistake. Antonio Gibson is he's going to be somebody. Barring injury, he's going to be somebody. Terry McCollin, same thing. Nobody had any faith of him. They just said he was a slant dude, just a little other speedster. But no, he has proven to be an all-route running type of receiver. He's a route runner, and he's a pretty good one. He's a relentless wide receiver, as I like to call it. He does not stop until the whistle blows. Now, Alex Smith is getting up there in age, but he is playing good quarterback. He is playing a very good season for a quarterback. You can't ask much of that. When they made the switch from Dwayne Haskins to Alex Smith to everybody else, Washington, the experts said it, they were dead in the water, and now he's trying to make them come back. We got a, we got a, we got a chance, folks. The NFC East is not dead. It's not dead yet for the Giants, and it's not dead yet for Washington. I believe in Washington. They're building something. They got a couple pieces to go. But if people aren't careful, better watch out. And staying with Washington, let's recap that first Monday night game. So here we go. Uh, it was Washington against the undefeated Steelers. Uh, so the final score, 23-17. The Steelers finally dropped their first one. And there was nothing to be ashamed about. It's just Washington got the breaks. They got all the breaks. The Steelers uh, finally losing the first one. Big Ben went 33-53 of 53 for 305 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. This is the problem I have for the Steelers. This is why I can never... You have to look at it as a whole. You know, there's a lot of Steeler fans that come up to me, text me, message me all the time. When are you going to give us your respect? I do give you guys your respect. You guys are... Well, at that time, you guys are now 11-1. and one. Look, that's hard to do. The problem is, the reason I don't have faith in you guys is, you guys got a great defense. Your quarterback, you know, that's how good, that's the difference between your season. When Big Ben was out last year, you guys looked terrible. Big Ben in, you guys look fine. But there's something missing. And we finally showed up. The running game. They have no run game. It's non-existent. They've had tw- they had 21 yards total rushing. I'm not that's not the first quarter, it's not the second, it's not the third. That's the whole game. 21 yards. That is 5 yards total each quarter. 21 yards, 5 and like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.2, but whatever the case may be. And Anthony McFarland had 15 of those. So everybody else was a goner. James Washington, Deontay Johnson, hey, they're looking good. But those aren't supposed to be your number ones. You know, your number ones are supposed to be the guys you drafted pretty high. And Juju, Chase Claypool, yeah, James Washington was a good selection a few years back. He was a slot guy. That's probably what he's all going to be. Deontay Johnson, he's showing that a little bit of burst, but can you trust him? He leads the NFL in drops with eight. And the defense is going to be the defense. Three sacks, but no turnovers today. Now, I mentioned last week, Bud Dupree was going to be missed, but... I thought that they can, you know, make up for it. They can't. They can't. TJ Watt has to, or, yeah, TJ Watt has to uh, kind of be the everything man. Devin Bush is now out. Bud Dupree's out. This linebacking core is getting thin. And, you know, God forbid if TJ Watt goes down. Because then this defense is going to be really in trouble. Cam Hayward getting up there in age. Stephen Tuitt back. Didn't. Really produce much. 
So what do you do? If I'm Mike Tomlin, you better figure out this run game. Because that might be your downfall heading into the playoffs. For Washington, thirty Alex Smith, 31 of 46, 296 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the run game was also kind of non-existent, 45 total yards. Uh, as I mentioned, Gibson went out with a toe injury. Uh, Logan Thomas, nine receptions, 98 yards, one touchdown. Uh, back-to-back games with touchdowns. And the defense, John Bostic, one interception. Look, I'm not saying that the Washington football team is going to go on and win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying they're building a good team. I believe in what I'm seeing with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio as your assistant coach and your head coach. They're building something incredible together. And it's going to be fun to see him play. But other than that, for Washington, uh, hopefully the Antonio Gibson injury is not down. Doesn't take him out for a bit because he kind of is the workhorse now. He's proved that he is the workhorse for that team. So, you know, hopefully it's not too serious. Moving on to the next one, we got the Bills going up against the 49ers who played the game in Arizona. So they lost. It wasn't even close. The 49ers, Nick Mullins. 26 of 39 for 316 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, look, you can say what you want. Those two interceptions were not on him, but you got to throw the ball just a little bit better. You you can't always try to make the contested catches for your wide receivers. And then Jeffrey Wilson, 47 yards rushing. Raheem uh, Moster, 42 yards rushing. Brandon Ayuki, the you know forgotten rookie wide receiver. Five receptions, 95 yards. He's going to be something. And then Jordan Reed, Kyle Jusisic, one touchdown each. And the defense, they couldn't stop Josh Allen today. They couldn't stop him. I know they're missing Bosa. I know that. They're missing a lot of other key pieces too. However, it's it's decision time for the 49ers. It's, I'm not saying they're dead out of the water, but they have to make a decision quick for next year. As well. Do you keep Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you keep some of the players? Do you keep Richard Sherman? Do you keep some of these guys that, hey, if you think your team can get better by releasing some of these guys to free up a little bit of cap space, I guarantee you they're going to do it. They're going to do it. The 49ers have a lot more questions than answers right now. I cannot see them making the playoffs this year. I can't. It's just, there's no way. After that Boza injury, I can't see them coming back from this. So we'll we'll see what happens. But for Bills, you know, for the Bills Mafia out there, Josh Allen did his thing. I give him props. 32 of 40, 375 yards and four touchdowns with 11 rushing yards. Devin Singletary, uh, 61 rushing yards on 16 attempts. Cole Beasley, 9 receptions, 130 yards, 1 touchdown. And Stephon Diggs, 10 receptions, 92 yards. Uh, still no touchdown. It's been a minute since Diggs has uh, caught a touchdown. But I'm pretty sure he's just happy with the wins at this point. And then Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, 1 touchdown each. And Mika Hyde with that incredible interception for the Bills defense. Look, a few years ago... There was five quarterbacks taken in the first round. The first one was Baker Mayfield. The second one was Sam Darnold. The third was Josh Allen. The fourth was Josh Rosen. And then the last one is the now famous Lamar Jackson at 32. Knowing what we know now, knowing what we know now, uh, the two 
the two California kids, Josh Rosen, who I think only lasted one year, and then they pick Kyler Murray the next, and then he goes on to Miami, only lasts a season there. They draft Tua, so they cut him. Tampa Bay picked him up, but now he's on the practice squad. I think he's still on the practice squad. It just hasn't worked out for Josh Rosen, and sometimes that happens. This is what I mean. Sometimes some teams draft these quarterbacks out of, you need a franchise quarterback. I remember a while back, um, EJ Manuel was the first quarterback and only quarterback taken in that draft when Buffalo took him. And there's a reason why there was only one quarterback taken in the first round. You couldn't trust any of these quarterbacks. Sometimes some teams draft the quarterback because they want the franchise guy and they want and they're so desperate to just draft somebody because they believe it doesn't work that way. Sometimes you have to build the team before you get your franchise guy. So overall, what I was going with it, Lamar Jackson being the last one, now we know what kind of player he is. He's not having a good year this year, but he's already won an MVP. He's taken his team to double digit wins. You know, he's as a quarterback, he has a winning record of 25 and 7. That's pretty good. The next one you got is Josh Allen, who was taken number seven. And at the time, there was pre draft rumor that Cleveland was either going to be Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. We all know how that ended up. I think the Browns still messed this up by taking Baker Mayfield at one, but who am I to, who am I to say? You know, Baker Mayfield has is the third best quarterback out of all of them. Along now, Sam Darnold is fourth, and not because of his horrible play. It's because the franchise let him down. That's the one time where I cannot blame the player. I have to blame the franchise. The franchise buried Sam Darnold. They did nothing to help him. All his top weapons left every single year. He, they signed a running back who was out of football for a year to a big extension. And the first problem was he came in overweight. Come on. This is the first time where... I, one of the very few times where I would say it wasn't the player's fault. The franchise just let Sam Darnold get buried. For Josh Rosen, it's totally different. Um, Look. Kyler Murray had the same players you had in his rookie year. His rookie year, the same guys. Almost identical, the same guys. And he still got them a couple more wins than Josh Rosen. I'm not saying that's an improvement, but looking where they are now, Kyler Murray's the better quarterback. Josh Rosen, it was just, it is what it is. He's a bust. As far as Lamar Jackson, he's, a, he's proven that he can be a franchise quarterback too. He's not having a good year, but he's already got an MVP for his ridiculous season last year. So that's got to be worth something. All I'm saying is Josh Allen is pr- probably owed an apology by a lot of experts. A lot of experts killed him for being the number seventh pick. They killed him. They didn't think he was ready. They didn't think his mechanics were ready. And it shows his first two years, he wasn't the most accurate. But looking at him this year, he's deadly. And he's ascending. He's only getting better. It's not a... The thing is with some fans, they kind of want the Patrick Mahomes deal where you draft him, sit him behind the bench a year, and then the second year he wins MVP. His third year he wins the Super Bowl, and now his fourth year he looks like he's on a verge of getting another MVP. It doesn't happen like that to everybody. It has to all click sometimes. And for Josh Allen, for Bills Mafia, 
you guys are lucky. You finally have a quarterback worthy of putting on that Buffalo Bills helmet. He's only ascending. He's only going to get better. This Buffalo team is finally looking like the team it's supposed to be. Back on top of the AFC East. Now, I'm not saying they're out of the woods yet. Miami's right behind them. New England's winning again. All I'm saying is, watch out. The Bills look like the team to beat on the AFC East side. And on that note, we're going to end it tonight. Tomorrow, we're going to recap the Cowboys versus the Ravens game. And we're also going to recap the playoff, the college football playoff committee. See what, see kind of Yahoo decisions they make this time. Do they still love the SEC? Is somebody else going to sneak in? What's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know, but it's going to be interesting. You know, championship weekends are all set for college football. From the ACC to the SEC, Big Ten's going to get there. It's going to be incredible to watch how this all folds out. And before you know it, it'll be bowl season for college and then the big championship game for college football. So other than that, we'll save it for tomorrow. Let's end this day with a couple promotions. We got Eposky, a custom cup company. You can find them on Instagram. They ship nationwide, meshes them for rates, prices. They'll help you every step of the way. So if you guys want a cup to give for... You know, the holidays, maybe you want to give somebody a gift in the office or just somebody. Or maybe you just want one for yourself. Eposky is the way to go. That is E-P-A-W-S-K-Y. Next up, we got Custom Lily Creations. She is an amazing t-shirt designer. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. They also ship nationwide. So if you guys got a cool t-shirt idea for your next family reunion, uh, parties, graduations or you want a custom sports t-shirt that is custom lily creations message her for rates prices she'll help you every step of the way next up if you're on the rolling heights area happy hippie massage you can find her on instagram she is a massage therapist and health educator if you look right now if you message her right now she is also giving away massage uh, gift certificates so if you want to give somebody a free massage for the holidays message her For rates, prices, she'll help you every step of the way. She'll give you health pointers. She'll, you know, set up appointments for you. Whatever the case may be, that is Happy Hippie Massage on Instagram. And lastly, we got Prime Equity Mortgage. They operate wholesale. They work with 50 leading banks to get the client the most comfortable loan for their situation. They deal with FHA, VA, conventional and hard money loans. They also help people refinance their homes. You can find them on Facebook under the Andrew Caseta Home Mortgage Group. Any questions, just email my good friend Jay Avalos at PEMTG.com. That is J-A-V-A-L-O-S at PEMTG.com. That's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank everybody for the support. But if you guys can, please share this podcast with your friends, family. I would always appreciate the support and love of my friends and family out there that can do that for me. You know, share this episode, share this podcast as a whole, you know, because the more we support we get, the cooler stuff we get to do down the road. Because as I always say, this is more of your guys' show than it is mine. I just do the talking and get the criticism. But you guys are the ones that 
make this engine go. So the more you share, the more you support, the cooler stuff we can do with as far as interviews, everything. So please, you know, support, you know, share, like this uh, podcast. You can also follow it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. It's all there when you go on the homepage of this podcast. So again, thank you for all the support and we will see you guys tomorrow.